regular features, a regular, regular, regular features, a regular, regular, regular features, a regular features of Sean. Hello and welcome to Regular Features, the podcast that is exactly the same every single week. Like every week, my name is Gav Miffy and I'm joined. It's a four boy. What, what? Fatal four boy. That's nearly as many as we can do. Yeah. Joe, Log, Steve, Gav. You've heard of a four poster bed. Get ready for a four toaster bed. <laughs> Ned. Bread. <laughs> you should have said bread. Oh, you should have oh, said bread. Bread would have it fucking nailed it. <laughs> it wouldn't have made any more sense than what I did <laughs> say. Don't, don't, don't worry, it does get better than that. Because <laughs> <laughs> we record these right at the end of recording them. So, yeah, and I can assure you, it is very good. Um, Steve, what have you got for us this week? I've got a scene from the hit TV show about a kitchen called The Bear. Ooh, what's a bear doing in the kitchen? Surely a recipe for comedic disaster. Uh, Log, what you got for us this week? I'm responding to my boyfriend's new habit of texting Radio 6 and getting them read out. Ooh. It's driving me up the knockers. <laughs> <laughs> Trouble in paradise. Uh, and Joe, what have you got? Well... It's been a long time since Regfeet Sports Division released anything. Oh, and I thought it might be time to release a thing with the Regfeet Sports. Oh, my giddy aunt. So use that voice more often. Yeah. Because I went fucking full turgid. Yeah, do you like that? A millisecond. <laughs> Fantastic. Let's put that little bit of chat in that we recorded at the beginning. If it's funny, but make it sound really natural. Here we go. Features. The regular features. Spooky noise in your ears. Features. A regular features. Ghosts and wolves with teeth. Coming into your bed. Uh, what what can I what should I get? Should I get an e-bike? I still want to be able to pedal. You can still pedal with an e-bike. What what do you want to what do you want to do on it? Do you want to commute on it or do you want to just ride it around? I want to race. I want to be number one. Uh, I want to go to the Olympics. Is it flat or hilly terrain? It's very flat. It's flat all the I'll way. Just get a normal bike then. Yeah, but you might know about normal bikes as well. I don't well. know anything about normal bikes. I assume they're like electric bikes. With, uh, with the battery flat. Yeah, with no batteries and things. You had a normal bike. The, the bike that got stolen, that was a normal bike, wasn't no, it? No, that was an electric bike. Had a diesel engine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought, that was a, I thought that was a normal bike. Oh, that was the one that's, that has like special GPS track. They, they send like a hit squad out to catch yeah. the thief. Oh, and you raised... And you raced the hit squad to your bike? Yeah, we, we oh. zeroed in on it and then stole it back using an yeah. angle grinder. Well, I, I think we did. A, we definitely did a feature on we it. We definitely did, yeah. We did. Yeah. yeah. Is that the same feature where we talked about you being mugged as well? Or have you just been the victim of loads of crimes during this, this podcast? I'm often the victim of, of crimes and theft. Think they're singling way. you out. As a technology journalist, I do walk around with arm cradling armfuls of motherboards. <laughs> also, as a technology journalist, do you hate the idea of me getting a, a non-diesel bike? Yeah. 
I would spit in your face as I oh. as I whizzed past you at an EU mandated fifteen point five miles per hour. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did a cycling holiday uh, with four other boys, and one person was doing it for the first time. Not that I'm great at cycling, because I am not. You might take one look at me and be able to surmise. Um, but there was one guy who really struggled with the cycling element of the cycling holiday. Oh, um, <laughs> and like to one of his biggest moans. Um, he was like, "What?" He was like, "This is fucking ridiculous. Why aren't we doing this on electric bikes? This is fucking ridiculous." I got on quite a big hill. He was like, "Like, you wouldn't now go get like a thirty-two ten because we've invented the iPhone. <laughs> this, this feels like ridiculous, like that." I was like, "I actually don't have an argument." Yeah, for, for that, it's quite good. <laughs> I really Other agree. than the fact that the reason I'm doing it is to feel better about the eight pints I'm going to drink in the night. <laughs> I mean, like, I've earned these. Like, have you fucked? You might be able to drink more if you weren't so exhausted. That's actually a really good point, because there's so many times when I would get to the pub and be like, I'll have a Sunday. Whereas if I was... If I was like refreshed, been driving around on a little like motorbike all day, I'd be like, I will have a pint of top shelf <laughs> to start. How many horsepower is an electric bike? I don't know how you work out horsepower. Neither do I. That's why I want to know. One specific I, horse, not all horses. Yeah, I just wonder if a horse might look at an electric bike and be like, piss, fuck off. And then what's the point in the electric bike if you could be riding a horse around the Isle of Mull? It's got one electric horsepower. The power of an electric horse. (laughs) Oh, I see. Like that motherfucker the Skeletor rides. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Shit. I don't think that's a robot horse, was it? Log? There's something wrong. Wait. Yeah, he asked Log. <laughs> I'm looking. Yeah. I love that you asked Log. I don't. I was looking. He could tell that I was looking off to one side, so he knew I was researching it. No, I just know that you fucking love Skeletor. Yeah. <laughs> and everything he rides on. Oh, you were talking. My God, I was so busy. I didn't even know conversation and turned to Skeletor. That's how obsessed I was with finding out the name of the horse that horsepower is named after. <laughs> I forgot that that's why you were asking Log about, uh, to tell you about Skeletor. I thought it was just like, Log has become just like the fact checker guy, like in the Joe Rogan podcast. <laughs> yeah, well, well, well guy off camera going, hey, Google this for me. What's wrong with trans people? <laughs> They're like, yep, says it's still shit, Joe. <laughs> yeah. While you've been off, Gav, we've made a lot of changes around here. We, we, do, <laughs> we do athletic greens adverts now. That's huge. We love the green goo. Oh, I think of myself more as a dictionary corner kind of person than actually being on the Joe Rogan podcast. Mind you, fucking Rachel Ryan piece of shit as well, isn't she? Not Rachel Ryan. She's one of my regulars. Rachel Riley. <laughs> Hi, I'm KC from KC and the Sunshine Band. I haven't been able to work since 1991 when a sexual misadventure led to a trumpet being embedded in my ass. That's bad for me, but good for you, because when I use my ass, trumpet, it will signal that a new, regular feature is about to begin. And that's the way you like it. Here goes. And now it's time, Steve's regular feature, Steve's the bear. The bear! We were just talking about the bear during the jingle just then. And I said, yeah. stop it. Stop talking about the bear because my feature's about the freaking bear. Have you boys seen the bear? Yeah, I Love watched it. all of the second series the other day. I've watched episode one of season one and kind of had 
spent a long time scratching my forearms afterwards, so I decided it wasn't for me. <laughs> it, is, it is really good. Like I, The first series is one of my favourite things ever. The second series is really good. I shouldn't have watched it all in one day. Mm. I know that because it's such a stress. That's a highly and, strong day. And like, I'm not having a go at the chefs in it. I didn't see one bit of food that necessitated all that fucking shouting. <laughs> like, <laughs> at, no, at no point did they bring something out and go, I don't care if that's the best thing I've ever had. I, that is too much shouting. I fucking quit. <laughs> yeah. The second season, they're meant to be doing like a fine dining restaurant. I spent the entire season looking at every bit of food and going, I would prefer the big beef sandwich they used to make. Yeah. <laughs> also, they spent one, they spent eight episodes of the first series. And basically what I learned from that is none of them could run a fucking sandwich shop. Yeah. So they'd be like, oh, do you know what we should be running instead? Michelin, a Michelin star. star restaurant. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put it out there, lads. I don't think you're ready. <laughs> Also, it's so, like it, it does. It does seem to have like advanced those people, like in such in, like there's been no grinding at all, no leveling up. They've just gone. Uh, yeah, we we're fucking bored of doing the sandwiches now. Uh, Michelin star restaurant then. Like, yeah. Well, that guy spent eight episodes learning donut. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and now he's like oh now okay now he's doing a michelin star dessert menu is he they do send him to holland De denmark yeah no they send him to denmark to go oh come up with some good ideas for desserts he goes over there learns how to make this really famous restaurant's dessert and then he just comes back with that and he just goes oh have you come up with a good idea yeah i have come up with a good idea actually it's this one isn't that the one they're really famous for it doesn't matter they won't remember and if they don't want that they can have a donut yeah. he's basically gone on a big fucking smash and grab Look, you make the joke about the donut one of his other desserts is the fucking donut like, he just is a donut yeah he's not learned anything marcus that's the thing as, as good as i think it is i think it's almost got too I think I feel like it's got too much of an easy pass. It's so TV. The second season is so a lot of it is is a beyond ridiculous. <laughs> they've yeah. jumped the foie gras as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> yeah. They've jumped the shark's fin soup. <laughs> yeah. That's way better. I was I was watching it with Clara on the weekend and there was so many times where they'd be like, okay, so uh okay, now we're gonna do a friends and family cooking. All right, just leaned over to Clara, it's like Bear, this goes off without a hitch. <laughs> <laughs> and lo and behold, what happens? It all goes to shit within about 15 seconds of the restaurant's <laughs> opening. And be like, lads, I think you're fucking out of your depth. I'm going to be honest. Uh, the show's trademark is mm -hmm. these stressful situations. It's high intensity in the kitchen. There's some spectacular single take one shot yeah. scenes where... You're following people around the kitchen and everything's going wrong. So <laughs> I thought for long, because you haven't seen much of it, I'm going to play you a clip from season three <laughs> that no one else has heard. Just before we do this, does the bear that I saw in episode one, season one, does that come back? <laughs> no, it's real. <laughs> it's like Jaws 4, like the, the fucking beard has got a taste yeah, of a then. particular family. Mmm, <laughs> <laughs> Cut to a picnic where it has a taste of that beef sandwich. It goes, no. I wish the beer was in it more, Log, as well, to be honest. I generally did say that when I was watching season two. I was like, where's that beer? And I was like, oh, yeah, it was not real. It was, it was, it was, it was a, in his metaphor dream that he had. A lot of money to get that bear in. <laughs> and he's a real diva. 
cousin, we got four hours until the egg carnival's in town. How are we doing on those eggs? Yes. Yes. I made 4,000 eggs for the egg carnival, cousin. Just 11,000 more eggs and we're all set. Yes. It's gonna be tight, cousin. Everybody knows you need four and 11,000 eggs before an egg carnival adjudicator even gives you the time of day. Speaking of the time of day, now we only have three hours left. And if we don't get that Michelin egg from the egg carnival adjudicator, the restaurant is toast. I know that. Why do you think I'm so angry and beefy? Chef! Chef! Yes, Chef! Hello, hello! What's going on in here? It's less than three hours until the egg carnival. Where are all the fucking eggs? We're working on it, cousin. We're working on making simply thousands of eggs. You better be! Hey cousins, I just got words on my telephones that the baby's cucumbers carnival's in town. We need to make <laughs> 80,000 baby cucumbers in the next three hours, otherwise this restaurant is toast. 80,000 baby cucumbers coming right up, chef. Cousin, how are those eggs coming up? Tell me you got some eggs for me. I'm doing the fucking eggs, all right? Get off my tail. Chef, order from table 12. I got three marinara burrito fritos, 11 spaghetti tortellinis, two margarita couscous, a bucket of meat ends, and 7,000 eggs. We're out of the marinara burrito fritos. These guys, so oh, these guys look pretty important, cousin. I think one of them is vice president of the United States of America. The vice president <laughs> sounds pretty important, cousin. If we don't serve the vice president of the United States a marinara potato frito. In the next 45 seconds, this restaurant's toast! Chef! Chef! The camera follows the bear out of the kitchen and into the alleyway behind the restaurant. He strides purposefully across the street, oblivious to the cars that swerve to avoid him. He marches into another diner called Michelle Ruse Jr.'s Marinara Burrito Fritos and seriously zesty bread salads. Hey, I need a marinara burrito frito yesterday. Can't you see I'm busy making 300,000 zesty bread salads for the zesty breads carnivals? I can't make you a marinara burrito fritos until I've made every last zesty bread salad. All right, hold on a second. The camera follows the bear back out of the restaurant. He strides purposefully across the street, oblivious to the cars that swerve to avoid him. He marches back into the kitchen. Okay, listen up. I need 300,000 <laughs> zesty bread salads for this restaurant toast. Yes, 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 I'm running out of lettuce. Here you go, cousin. 300,000 zesty bread salads. I did them in a montage with loads of close-ups, so it's really quick. The camera follows the bear out of the kitchen and back across the street. Cars swerve to avoid him. He marches into Michelle Rue Jr.'s marinara burrito fritos and seriously zesty bread salads again. 300,000 zesty bread salads for the zesty bread carnival. Now get me my freaking marinara burrito freighter. Coming right up, your freaking asshole. You beautiful hen. I love you. The bear grabs the marinara burrito frito and strides back out of the restaurant. He marches purposefully across the street and is immediately run over by the vice president's motorcade. The vice president leans out of her window and grabs the uh, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Kam look at it's us. Kamala Harris. Look at us. Kamala Cam Harris. Camillo Harris <laughs> leans out of her window and grabs the marinara burrito frito. Mmm, my absolute favorite. How did you know I like to eat my marinara burrito frito straight off the tarmac like a police horse? I hereby declare that your restaurant isn't and can never be toast. Bless you. And I'll bring the eggs! Hooray! Hooray! Chef! 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 Chef
a lot of fun. Better than a lot of the episodes <laughs> of season two. <laughs> but also exactly what happens in every I, episode. I feel like I understand the show now and don't need to watch it. My favourite thing in shows, and it happens in uh, a lot of restaurant TV shows, is yeah. when they're out of something and the oh. chef marches out into the street and just buys it in his shop. He's like, is that, yeah. is that legal? Can he do that? In the first episode of The Bear, doesn't he sell loads of jeans to get some yeah. meat? It's absolutely he, he keeps, insane. He keeps, that's the thing. that So much happens in those shows, which just makes me question if they're in the right job. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's so many things where I just go, I don't think you're very good at this. Also, he like, seems really we, good as a gene collector. There's a mob no, guy coming that. after you. Apparently you owe him loads of money and he's chasing yeah. us all the time. <laughs> The mob, the fucking, the guy who they owe money to, that is, that's a bit of like peril in the first season that it just goes away. It's just like, oh, we owe him 300 grand and we got to get it to him by the end of the show. And then by the end of the show, he's like, don't worry about it. And then in the second- Does he really just have the sandwich and go, no, you keep doing these sandwiches, (laughs) no, you'll be all right. Well, in the second season, it just goes- uh, well, we're not give, gonna give you any money, even though we do have it. But can you also lend us more money? And he just goes, "Yeah, all right, fine, it doesn't matter." Like it's fucking pathetic. <laughs> but it's great TV. But it is brilliant, <laughs> <laughs> and there there is a fantastic donut in it. <laughs> I just don't understand how Kami's got such giant arms when mm. he doesn't go to the gym in the TV show. Maybe they don't show you all the scenes. You see him doing bicep curls with two kilogram tins of tomatoes. Yeah, give me a montage of that. <clears throat> a friend of mine who is is a chef and has a similar vibe to Kami uh, as well, sort of like weird, sort of ugly puppy face, which is beautiful, <laughs> like smoking quite a lot, has lots of like random tattoos all over him. Uh He's never he's never seen it, but people won't stop asking him about it because he does give off that kind of vibe. And he's like, he he sent me a test going, "What the fuck is this beer thing?" <laughs> he's like, "You'll you'll know what it is. Is it good?" And I was like, "Yeah, why?" And he's like, "Oh, people keep saying like, hey, hey, Shep, are you seeing the beer? Are you seeing the beer?" And he's like, "No, I'm fucking cooking food for you right now, motherfucker. <laughs> like, that's why I've not seen shit." <laughs> so you got big arms. No. There you go. Case closed. What is your fucking feature? Just give me a fucking feature. Please tell me your fucking feature. Oh, regular features, regular features. Here's one now. Gav, I wasn't prepared for you to be here. Do you want me to go? No, you can stay. Just would you stay quiet? We don't know how you got the link, actually. <laughs> but Stephen Log, I just wanted to ask... Um, You've both been out of work for about a year. Are you are you doing okay? You can scrape by, you know. People, the kindness yeah. of strangers is something that you can frequently rely upon. Steve looks confused. He doesn't know. I, do you do you not know you're out of work? No, I I think I've got a job that I go to. No, you lost your job. No, a year ago. you did. What, what's that building I go to then oh, to that's... make generate revenue? Oh, your second job. Because the you lost your job at the Regfeet Sports Division. Oh, as a QA tester for the squash series of games. Oh, you know what? That was so traumatic. I've actually blocked it out of my head. Yeah, 
uh, that makes sense because it was it, it it hurt. But it is all coming back to me now. Yeah, now that you mention yeah. it, because we killed squash. If you don't remember, because it was in that episode where all of us weren't in the same episode. It was just Steve in a cryogenic chamber talking about it. We had to kill squash because squash. Federation took away our license and we had to release Squish, the game about breaking all the windows in Squash Federation President Cena Waldridge OBE's big house. And it was a catastrophic failure. So we've been running on fumes. We had to let go of all the QA testers. And I've been, Mark Inns, head of Regfeet Sports Division, has just been roaming the long halls. And all I do every day is walk. From one end of the building to the other, looking at the murals. There's the mural of Gav, playing ancient Greek wrestling, entirely nude, such are the rules. Mm, I, I painted that His one. testicles dropping neatly onto the eyes of a prone, entirely passive mat. <laughs> and there's the picture of Steve from the cover of Big Big Cheese Rolling 2008. Entirely nude, such are the rules. <laughs> Laughing and throwing his arms in the air as a flaming Edam rolls towards an open manhole that has a sign next to it saying, Warning, this sewer is full of gasoline and connects directly to the Houses of Parliament. And of course, there's the mural of Log, shaking the hand of Zim Bing Big Leg Boy Child, indicating another successful deal in Big Boy Beef Brothel Manager. My days are quiet indeed. Until last week, when I heard a computer go, Squabbeek! Squabbeek, said I. That's the sound of our proprietary intranet, the Susanet. <laughs> but no one's used the Susanet in just under a year since the last feature. It's probably bailiffs looking to scrape off Gav or Steve's dick from the wall and sell it to a businessman. Squabbeek! said Susanet. I couldn't resist. I ran into the room. It wasn't bailiffs. It was a message from one Luke Barrett. And it read, Are you aware of the fact Nintendo straight ripped off squash in the new 1-2 Switch game? Just thought you'd want to know. Love a long-time reader. Excuse me? Fucker what? And I watched a YouTube video, (laughs) and I was disturbed by what I heard. And I will play it for you. It's leg day. I hope you're ready to feel the burn. When you hear the word squat, do a squat. Don't follow any other cues. You're ready for the real deal. Face the other team, stretch out your arms and... Start. Squat. Squat. Squash. Squat. 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 Squash. Squat. 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 That's the end of the workout. Way to break a sweat. What the fuck, the fuck <laughs> is <laughs> going on? Whoa. In the game, one, two, everybody's switch or something. Nintendo have a game where you have to squat when you hear the word squat. But if you squat when you hear the word squash, you lose. Hang on. This sounds like the opposite of your game, Joe. It sounds like you could it- play squash while this is going on and not interrupt them. <laughs> yes. It's sort of negative squash, but I I don't know what to think about this. It's like jazz squash. It's the squashes you don't play. (laughs) We know know we're on Nintendo's radar as well, being 
a video games nominated podcast. Yeah. We got nominated <laughs> as best video game podcast once. So yeah. we know that Chigsies is aware of us. Mm. Are we the center of the world? I don't know. I think we might be. <laughs> it's freaked me out ever since Luke Barrett sent me to it. And the thing is, the more I think about it, I don't like it. But fuck, do I respect it. <laughs> <laughs> you got to respect the hustle. If I was a business and I heard a game as, let's say, epochal as Squash the Journey, I'd be trying to steal Squash the Journey. But what do we do? Regfeet Sports Division, as a business that sees its ideas being profited on by someone else. I say we don't do squat. No, we don't do squat. We release a cash grab that reestablishes our ownership and we go immediately to court. The Squash Court! So, <laughs> oh, yeah. Stephen Log, get your QA shoes on, boys. We're back. And your Excellent. first job, we're not playing squash, is to listen to this trailer I've made for a new squash collection. Reg feeds sports. It's in Susan. Susan, for God's sake, get it out. In 2018, Regular Features brought you a game. It seemed simple. It seemed novel. But we realised it was the greatest game the world had ever squished. We've squished a lot of squish together. And we've squished it with a bosh. I got to celebrate this game now. I gotta praise this game of squad. Have either of you fine gentlemen ever played FIFA's The Journey Mode? So what I thought, right, what if you did it for a different sport? Squash The Journey. And so began our own journey, a journey into squash. A journey that would introduce us to a very new kind of hero. A sort of Che Guevara for the LimeWire generation. A name tag stuck to the bag, written in handwriting that can only be described as a dead mum's handwriting, reveals, <laughs> reveals our hero's name, Clive Nationality. The word was out. Squash the journey was just the ticket. Where was the ticket for? Money Town. What was the word that had got out? Well, Squash! Due to the overwhelming demand of two listeners, Squash came back with a vengeance in 2019 with a brand new name. Squash, colon, the journey, dash, two, semicolon, dual nationality. STJ2DN ushered in a new generation of squash play, but it also brought back a familiar favorite. The guy you just love to hate cause he's a prick. Wreathed in flame upon an obsidian throne, sits Clive's father. The camera zooms in and it's quickly clear he's getting a gob job from a bad pope. People loved the bad dad, Bigglesuede Simonman. In fact, at one point we had a development deal for a movie in which Tom Cruise would play the Pope. We could have stopped there. We could have cashed it all in. We could have taken a big house in the LA River. But no, in 2020, we brought you a new co-op experience. Squash, colon, the journey, dash, three, semicolon, dual nationality, M dash, two, Ellipsis, doubles, troubles. 
STJ3DN2DT didn't just introduce co-op mechanics for the very first time, it also brought us a new character, the highly customizable Jeremy slash Graham. And who can forget the shocking twist where we find out that Clive Nationality's young love, miniature Susie, had been keeping a secret about Jeremy slash Graham. She never stopped talking about that shag, even after she was in that big foreign fire. Even to me, her son, your son. Where do you go from such a high? Let me tell you. You take it online. You go M-M-O in the game we called Squash, colon, The Journey 4, hyphen, dual nationality 2, semicolon, doubles, semicolon, doubles, troubles, part de, Ellipsis. <laughs> Ellipsis. What a racket! Exclamation mark. <laughs> STJ4DN2DTPDWAR. Exclamation mark. Offered unparalleled player freedom. But it wasn't just about player stories. We continued the mythos in new and fascinating ways. The masked demons smell fear and just start climbing right into Clive's ass. But then. With the soft thunk of a squash ball hitting the gut of a chartered surveyor, Squash the Journey just stopped. Of course, we already had on the docket a sequel, Squash the Journey 5, Dual Nationality 2, Doubles Troubles Part Do, What a Racket, Slash Slash Final Coda, Slash Slash Court Summons. But licensing issues caused the series to cease production. Squash the Journey has lain dormant ever since. That is, until today. Against all legal advice, we are happy to announce a remaster collection that we call Squash the Journey Redux, colon, Clive Alive, dash, the sneaker box collection, open brackets, which contains Squash the Journey, comma, Squash the Journey 2, dual nationality, Comma, squash the journey three, dual nationality two, doubles troubles, comma, squash the journey four, dual nationality two, doubles troubles part de what a racket, and previously unreleased final coda tech demos, close brackets, subsistence. Releasing on World Squash Day, May 12th, 2024, the Sneaker Box Collection will include not just all the original games brought highly up-to-date with big squashes, high-fidelity rackets and strings that you could tie a bow with, but even includes unreleased blooper outtakes of our iconic squash noises. Just take a listen to some of these. Squash! <laughs> Did I say squash or squap? Oh, I said squash, sorry. Squadminton. <laughs> Sorry, I was laughing. Football. What? I say football. <laughs> oh, God. For God's sake, buy it today. And there you are. The wow. newest installment in Squash is the old installments of Squash. Oh. We finally hit the megaton of AAA publishing. And the thing I learned while putting that together is that if I say the word ellipsis while doing one of those titles, Log will always laugh. <laughs> <laughs> I get into it. It's my yeah. favourite pun- punctuation point. And may I also say, I'm very impressed that you managed to make four episodes of Squash 
last exactly as long as 100 episodes of Police Academy. <laughs> <laughs> because I, I don't listen to any podcast, not just our one. Um, I hadn't heard the squash stuff until after we did the live show last year and two people came dressed up as squash people. As Clive Nationality and Simon Simon, man. Like, two yeah. key characters in the, in, in the saga. But it's, it's, a very, it's a very strange experience to have two people go, hey, I'm dressed up like the thing for your podcast. I, mean, I was like, pussy pals? I don't know. Is that, like- <laughs> is that, is that what they look like? You tell me. <laughs> So then I did listen to them all and I did like them. So I I didn't feel as I would didn't feel as lost as I would have felt. Here I go. And now it's time for my regular feature, which unusually is about Stuart, my boyfriend. I don't normally talk about Stuart much because, like, he's nice. And I don't (laughs) want to, I don't want to subject him to the same, like, vulgar imagery that, say, Joe and Anna were subjected to in the Stagdu episode. (laughs) (laughs) By you. I've simply got, like, I've simply got more respect for Stuart than that. And frankly, Joe, I think it reflects poorly on you that you let me say all those horrible things. (laughs) (laughs) However, Stuart has opened the floodgates this week with his disgusting behavior. A bit of background here about Stuart. He is a really good graphic designer and he has been working on the artwork for the record label Sonic Cathedral which is run by his friend Nat. Full name, Nathaniel Cramp, if you're a fan of people who sound like Victorian skin flints. <laughs> <laughs> this, this job, working for Nat, suits Stuart down to the ground. Sonic Cathedral are purveyors of shoegaze music, a dream pop to our four American readers. And Stuart loves shoegaze so much that I've actually gone from hating it to liking it through a combination of tolerating it for so long and also begrudgingly, stubbornly being forced to acknowledge the pleasure that it brings to him. I'm such a boyfriend, a good boyfriend at that, that I've been to see the band Bedroom, spelt B-D-R-M-M, three times now. (laughs) That's three more times than I've seen any band I like. Um, (laughs) And they're not even on Sonic Cathedral anymore because they got snapped up by a bigger, and I can only assume more evil label. And he likes likes shoegaze so much that when we play Yahtzee on the official Yahtzee app, it's a match between me, nice woman for you, and Stuart, shoegazer, spelt like it's a gay dating app for middle-aged men. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a that's a pre-background, bit bit background. Stuart likes shoegaze music. So when Stuart got a chance to work on the new album by Emma Anderson, as designing the album, Emma Anderson from off of out of the uh, iconic 90s band Lush, who had albums out on the same label as Pixies and Cocteau Twins, for fuck's sake, he's been dead excited about it. Quite frankly, he has been a pig in shit. Emma's first single from the album, Bend the Round, came out two weeks ago, and we weren't sure if they were going to play it on Radio 6. So when I was in my car and heard Namone uh, covering for Lauren Laverne trailing the song, I immediately texted Stuart to tell him it was about to come on. What I heard next made me sick to my core. 
Uh, Stuart in Nottingham, lovely to hear from you. said, thanks for playing Bend the Round. Uh, absolutely brilliant to have Emma Anderson back and making music. Emma, formerly of Lush, now making solo material. The album is Pearlies and it will come out on Sonic Cathedral 20th of October, so not too long to wait. Stuart had texted in and got his text read out on Radio 6. Aww, that's oh, that's so cute. He's so loyal. To, to the, he's so He's just fuck that. He's not. But didn't mention but, that he worked for the thing though. So what's that insider trading? Insider trading, yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm always sort of got a thing about people who text in Trader Six because it's always the most factuous bullshit. Like people text in and say things like <laughs> finding it hard to peg the washing out when I'm dancing all over the garden. Lauren, love you lots. That's a classic one. Yeah, yeah. 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 I'm or, bopping around the kitchen <laughs> making my pancakes. Oh wow, the long version of Blue Monday, just the antidote for my actual depression. <laughs> Now, now, now Stuart has entered this universe. Anyway, we went to Frome last week to see some friends. Our friend Ant runs a clothes shop called Assembly, which is absolutely lush in a kind of ethical, handmade kind of way. Assemblyshop.com, coupon code, regular features. He let us in the shop after hours, and I felt like Madonna having a personal fitting. It felt like the perfect location to do my pretty woman laugh, but no one snapped a box of jewels on my fingers, and I wasn't going to force it. From being public figures in a room running a shop and all that, our friends seemed to know everyone, which made progress through the town slow. Anyway, great night. Good to see people. Rome's got a lot of union flags up, but otherwise seems quite nice. On the drive home I was talking, but I noticed Stuart looked distracted. I was wondering if I'd done something wrong, told someone nice to fuck off last night or something like that, and then I realised that the Emma Anderson song was playing. Oh, sir again, I said, expecting Stuart to respond positively, but he was lost in his phone. What I heard next made me lose my faith in almighty God, the creator of life forever. Well, thanks for getting in touch, John and Stuart on the M42. They say we love the old Queen's playlist today. Can't get enough of that amazing Emma Anderson track. Sounds so good, doesn't it? We're driving home from Nottingham after a great weekend visiting friends in Bath and Froom. <laughs> you were implicated. He just doxed me. You know, he just, <laughs> I, can I say now, I heard that on the radio. Reese said to me, that must be Logan Stewart. <laughs> Did you really? Yeah. I'm losing my mind. <laughs> it did I love how we all work on the internet. We've got <laughs> fucking podcasts that's listened to by quite a lot of people. We've all been on videos and we watched by millions of people. And you're in, like, I generally am so excited. You're in a clip <laughs> of, <Yeah>. of Stuart's <laughs> and John being read out, being like, oh, I know them. <laughs> on your own podcast as well. Yeah. <laughs> Genuinely excited. Oh, um, so I, I'd, I'd forgiven him by this morning, and today we went to the gym together. I mean, I say together, we normally go to the same gym. But on Tuesday, he goes to a different gym because he has a weekly PT session with a guy that I like to think he's fucking. <laughs> we must have finished our gym sessions at roughly the same time, though, because when I was driving back to the pub, my universe folded in on itself. And I pulled the steering wheel off the column and bit it like a leather towel. Play clip three, oh, Joe. You're joking. Uh, the Dot Allison song is gorgeous. I have to agree with you. This is Stuart in Nottingham trudging home after the gym. Good work, though, fella. So I've been banging on to everyone who listen about how truly great the album is as well. Sonic Cathedral record label truly putting out some great music at the moment. What with this and the Emma Anderson single. Fantastic. Been playing you that as well. Happily bring you both of those. Uh, so, uh, this oh, yeah. is amazing. When you He's got the- six music. Music in his fucking yeah. <laughs> That's the thing. I'm really impressed with it all. Like, so he's got, he's genuinely mastered the kind of this grotesque twee form of mm. communication, like driving home, visiting friends and like oh, trudging home from the gym. It's like yeah. all that 
kind of workaday stuff that makes you feel like you've got your feet on your ground. You're just the everyman texting in. They love it. It's like yeah. fucking bait to trap a DJ. <laughs> when you're an everyman, but you love nobody's music. <laughs> <laughs> he can write for a specific audience so mm. effectively. I'm professionally jealous. So I thought I'd... Just wanted to run a few things I could text into um, Radio Six. See, just run them by mm. you. See if you oh, think. Yeah, yeah, see yeah. if you think Absolutely, they'll do yeah. it. Because I, I just, I'm, you know what I'm like. I kind of very bad at writing to brief. <laughs> I thought I'd try and get something read out by Craig Charles. Hi, Craig. Finding it very hard to make breakfast while I'm dancing around the kitchen. There's fat on the induction hob, and my four ugly children refuse to help. Please say, please play something I don't like so I can stop playing the saucepan with my chopsticks. Craig, I'm depending on you. My children must eat before the news. P.S. Why does Radio 6 Music have news? What's that all about? Anyway, love your show, Boogie Boogie. Craig, P.S. I forgot to tell you what song I hate. Don't worry, you play loads of shit. Just ignore this. <laughs> love your show, Boogie Boogie. <laughs> he doesn't know that's a reference to Metal Mickey from the 1980s. <laughs> to be fair, if if re- readers can text all these in for us, um, they're bound to read them out at some point or see that it's a coordinated attack. One of the two. Hi, Craig. Loving Word Up by Cameo. But my problem is I interpret song lyrics as commands and I can't take my life-saving medication because the song just told me to put my hands up in the air like I don't care. Can you play Hands Down by Dashboard Confessional before I go into hyperglycemic shock? <laughs> P.S. Great people's playlist today. Love the show. Nice. I That's like getting read out. I they think like, he'd read that. They like yeah. it yeah. when you say you love the show. And I think if you put that last... It takes the edge off hyperglycemic shock. Yes. Yeah, was, yeah, yeah. He'll just remember that bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I was upset you didn't say boogie boogie at the end of that one as <laughs> boogie well. Boogie boogie. Oh, that should be my new motto. Boogie boogie. <laughs> boogie boogie boogie. Oh, that's a three boogie. <laughs> yeah, that's too much. Scale it back. Mm, thank you. Thank you. My, the angel on my shoulder, Joe. <laughs> the, the anchor on the angel. Hi, Craig. I've got a similar situation as the last person with regards to obeying songs as if they're commands, and I'm finding it pretty hard to go north while you're playing Go West. Recently, a crone told me she needed a magic bucket of well water from a deserted village just to the north of my current location, and she gave me specific instructions to avoid the crypt immediately to the west as there are nesting panthers in there. No, Craig, I know panthers don't have nests, but I think we both understood what she meant. Can you please play Go East, Young Man by Elvis Presley to get me back where I was, then Go North by Daniel Hard to get me to the village? I'll be able to take it from there. Love your show, Love your show Craig, but you must as I request. Boogie Boogie. <laughs> yes! Improvised a boogie boogie for you there, John. I loved it. <laughs> you must do as I request. And the last one, which uh, if this doesn't work, I don't know what will. Craig, I'm at a very genteel village fete in a small Tory village, and the winner of the jam-making competition is being announced in five minutes. However, much to my boyfriend's consternation, I've just informed him that you have just started playing Pump Up the Jam on your radio show. He says I can just take out my earbuds, but you and I both know that isn't true, Craig. My boyfriend was worried about how I'd interpret Pump Up the Jam in this context, and how I'd go about pretending I have to obey the lyrics. I told him, I'm going to interpret pump 
as fart. And the only way to fart jam up in a way that fits the lyrics of the song, in my humble opinion, Craig, is to drill a small hole in the bottom of the winning jam jar and the table it's on, then hide under the table, thus getting my booty on the floor, per the lyrics. Then, when my boyfriend gives me the signal that shows that the judge has just unscrewed the lid and leaned over to sniff the jam, I will fart so hard through a straw that I have connected that the cylinder of jam will rise up the jar and go in his face. My boyfriend says he won't give the single because none of this is real, but I think the chaos of the ensuing jam blast and the crowd jumping in surprise, as in the lyrics, will be precisely the cover we need to escape. Please advise, Craig. P.S. Are they making another series of Wed Dwarf? (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, that was ace. Anyway, the upshot is Stuart's more equipped to write a business-to-business publication than I am, and I am doomed to be stuck on this podcast forever because that's all I can write now. <laughs> I, I love that he's cracked the code. He can just get yeah. Radio six, to, 6 Music to read out whatever. Joe and I used to work with a guy called Matt Castle who, when he was a child, claimed to have cracked the code to get any... A star letter in any video games magazine. Oh, like, that's he genuinely believes this as well because he, he was just he, he was a decent writer and he was able to get the star letter in uh, a particular. I can't remember what magazine it was now. It was Games Master. Games Master. Am yeah. I right in thinking he only did it twice though? Oh, was it? <laughs> I think he did it twice and decided. I might be wrong, and he does a much yeah. more successful podcast than us, so he can come back at us hard. You two guests in his podcast, get to listen. No, actually, you all do more successful stuff than this. Joe's already been on it. Did you mention us? They won't have me back. I did mention regular features once. Don't worry about it. Uh, they won't have me back. Why? What no. did you do? Oh, I kept talking about come. <laughs> oh. Some coins for some features, and you get a B name, and you get a B name. Just some coins for some features, and you get a B name. Well, that's it for this week's episode of the Regular Features podcast if you like the podcast you can go to patreon.com forward slash regular features and help us out by donating an amount of your choosing per episode and if you give us two pounds we will drag your human name into the bushes stamp its face off and give you a b name boys could you please give a b name to the following new patrons a b name please for john bacon oh to be a taboobies booby <laughs> yeah that's <laughs> uh, in it Gotta take your first answer. I don't know how to write that down, though. So you're taboo because bees aren't supposed to have boobs, but you want to be one. So O to B, a taboo, bees, boobies. Oh, a taboo bees. Booby. Yeah. Yeah. It's taboo to be a taboo bee. No. Shit. I'm malfunction. (laughs) (laughs) O to B, a taboo bees. Booby. Booby. I did think of that yesterday, and then I thought I'd try and remember it. That's why I got confused. <laughs> <laughs> a B name, please, for Rory Partridge. J, Robbie, Bop and Slimer. Nice. Sometimes it's great just to forget the B aspect. <laughs> oh, Robbie? What are you talking oh, about? What? Okay. J, Robbie, Bop and Slimer. <laughs> J, Robbie, Bop, Bop and Slimer. Bop and Slimer. Because <laughs> honey's like slime. Yeah. <laughs> when they fly into the hive, they are going to be fucking greeted like royalty. That is a platinum name. I was trying to think of like J. Robbie Hyven Climber. Like he's climbing the hive. You start hive. to lose the Oppenheimer yeah, bit. Yeah, then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
Be name, please, for Joao de Almeida. I am become Jeff. <laughs> become. It's spelled become, as in like this. Yep, you, I got it. You, yeah. <laughs> no, I need you to explain it back to me to make sure. Yeah, that yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, know yeah, you know fine. I've got it. I've got it. Don't worry. I am become Jeff. Hello. <laughs> Hello, Hello, Jeff. <laughs> So, hang on, is the B name I am become Jeff? Hello. <laughs> <laughs> yes. The famous phrase. And finally, please, a B name for Martin Wolf. What what big bees you have, grandmother. <laughs> All the better to sting you with. Oh, and yeah. then she hugs you and they're on her tits and she stings you in your nipples and they swell up to the size of her tits. Close brackets. That's all <laughs> And I like all the better to sting you with. Yeah. Mm. All the better to sting you with. That's actually brilliant. <laughs> you also get access to the Patreon-exclusive Discord channel. It's called a beehive. We like to keep to a theme where you will, among other things, be able to chat with our fellow readers and you get first access, priority access to live shows. Now, there was a live show announced last week, and uh, the patrons bought all the tickets, because we like to do the podcast in a tiny, hot room that can accommodate about 20 people. You know I had to buy two tickets for that. Did you? What? Yeah, because the really lovely man who, who took photos of us at the Nottingham gig last year apparently i mean he i should be doing this because he's obviously lovely he uh he basically i I think i said at the show hey oh no i think i said on discord free ticket to the next live show and then he messaged me going uh is that was this real and i was like oh for fuck's sake so i had to to buy two tickets my own show and send them to him yeah oh i i will be losing money on that show (laughs) (laughs) next time just do what i do and say you can get to ride me around like a horse it's much fucking cheaper gav I will, we'll be doing more live shows yeah. soon. So if you, if you missed out this time around, uh, keep on listening. And if you really do want to get first dibs, you've got to pay up and keep an eye out on the live show channel on Discord and be quick. <laughs> Any more? Any, anything else they need to do? <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back next week with another episode of the podcast. Goodbye. Night, night. Regular features. Regular features. Regular features.